Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's 29. It's the Correspondent Special, the Correspondent's Dinner, etc. Yes, 29 is also my age. So this is a, a... And I'm trying to meet more people. New people, so this is perfect. Phil is 29. I am 28. Yes. Um, yes, I'm very much the father figure yeah. of this podcast. Uh, daddy daddy set, Phil. Always setting Pierre straight. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to mow Phil's lawn so much. <laughs> it's the only way you'll learn the, the, the value of a dollar. <laughs> the value of a dollar. You've got to learn the value of a dollar. A lot of, yeah, a lot of characters in a lot of books and films seem obsessed with the value of a dollar. Which I guess made more sense in the 50s when all that shit was written, when a dollar was like, hey, that's, you know. That's a lot of money. It's like saying, you need to learn the value of a tenner. You're like, yeah, I get it. That's a tenner. <laughs> sure, I can figure that out. Um, Glenn Moore. Uh, friend of the podcast had uh-huh. a very good joke about see a penny and pick it up and all day long you'll have good luck yeah and his joke was like well, yeah of course because when that phrase like all those phrases are like 500 years old so when someone first said that a penny that was the good luck yeah exactly <laughs> it's like uh-huh all the pick up a penny and all the day you'll be quite wealthy <laughs> yeah. his punchline was something like uh, that's like saying uh Buy a house, buy a house, and all day long you'll buy a house. <laughs> Something like that. Um, I, I, look, I, I typed in pound into Google oh, yeah? to see what the effect of all of yesterday's parliament shenanigans were on our currency. Oh, yeah. And I discovered there are a lot more countries that have a currency called the pound than I thought. Yes. There's, there's this, Syria. Syrian pound. Syrian yeah. pound. Yeah. I think either Lebanon or Liberia. The, the uh, maybe it's Lebanese. Ireland used to. Ireland. Ireland. It was like Pund. Uh-huh. With a U, I think, or something like that. South Sudan. I think South Sudanese, is, there's a South Sudanese pound. Oh, interesting. They went Wait, for that. South Sudanese. Um, in, it's Kenyan. Egyptian? Is it, is it, is Egyptian pound. And yeah. in Kenya, it's Kenyan shillings, I think. Oh. I think it's something like that. That's one. Afri- African countries do have cool, old-fashioned sounding coins and shit. Yeah, they like do. Doubloons and shillings. <laughs> it's proper piracy, don't it? Is it what, is, what is the currency of Nigeria? Is it the Niger? The dollar? Nigerian dollar? The Niger? I think it's Nigerian dollars. No, it's the Naira. Niger is like the nickname for Nigerian or Nigerian things. It's the Naira. The Naira. Ooh. Uh, let's see if you can guess uh, some currencies, Phil. This is a, f- a great game. <laughs> Uh, what is it? I think there is a, there is a game to guessing the uh, the three letter abbreviations and finding. Oh, that's true. Uh, oh, what is it in Turkey? What is the currency in Turkey? Mm. The it's like a Turkish lira. Lira, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it used suck to- it, <laughs> suck it, Pierre. <laughs> but it used to be um, well, lira was what Italians used to have as well. Hmm, that's what the Romans. Use? I don't know. I, I'm just I, wondering. I feel, I feel like in Rome Total War you had you used liras, or like in 
Rome three that you you paid in liras. I'm just wondering um, how the that, Turks. That's of course where the pound sign comes from. How the Turks got lira. You know that's a, the British pound sign. There's L for lira. No. Yeah. You're telling me a joke. Yeah, because the pound is an L. But they've put a line through. Yeah. Huh. Okay. 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 It's gonna be like that, is it? Um, Angola. Angola. Is it their own word or is it one that? It's a word that you have heard before, but you absolutely do not associate with currency. Okay. I can tell you that. The Ang- okay. It's quite odd. Um, the, the Angola irony. <laughs> it's the Angolan Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa? Yeah. Which is the celebration that... That like, the Americans made Kwanzaa up. Yeah. They yeah. Make up, made up I wonder which came first, the Angolan Kwanzaa or the American Kwanzaa? Mm. How odd... Aruba uses the Aruban florin. Lovely. Like it's fucking 1600s. Wowee. Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica. Would you like some florins? What do they use in Jamaica? The Jamaican patois. <laughs> <laughs> the ting. Are the Jamaican patois. <laughs> this will be three patois or patois. one patoi. What do they use? Where is it? Dark. The Jamaican pound, the Jamaican dollar, uh, kroners. The Jamaican kroner? Jamaican dollar. No. Oh. Is it? Mm. Yeah. Nah. I thought that kro- kroner would require some explanation. Thank you. <laughs> wow, how weird. Yeah, all the all the sort of old Dutch Caribbean islands have fucking weird. South Sudanese pound? Yeah, you're right. And the Sudanese pound. Mm. My word. Anyway, this is not what we brought to you. No, this is not correspondence. This is currency. This is correspondence. Ugandan shilling. Anyway. (laughs) Just one more. (laughs) (laughs) Just as it caught my eye. That's for Alan Partridge. Ugandan shilling. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Kieran gets in touch. Hello from Morocco. Kieran it on and off again. Kieran and off again. Greetings, poo professors. Uh, I'm enjoying the latest bud pod from the Atlas Mountains in Morocco. Wow! And after a brush with the most bum-bum of all beetles, the bedbugs, I thought I'd share my most libertarian and authoritarian ideas. Probably go in your bum-bum. Make a little nest. Uh, Most authoritarian, all zoos should be banned because of the obvious cruelty, he says. I think we've had this before, this particular uh, authoritarian wish. I think so. But Um, it's... it's, I don't know if I I don't think it's. I don't think it's that cruel. Idea. If it's not that, what 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 is? It depends on the animal. If you if, if you say like, uh, here in Dubai we have an unrefrigerated, exposed yeah. piece of rock and we've put a polar bear on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I once once in a in deepest darkest Borneo we went to this sort of kind of farm and in order to attract tourists they had one crocodile, but it was just in a concrete pit oh, that was just big enough for it to just sit in. Uh, they just poke it with sticks and you go look we got a crocodile a, a, a bad that, zoo that's that that i'm very up for making illegal yeah but like a nice high quality zoo yeah i and, think it's uh, important for um urban urban people to see what animals look like i mean that sounds lame but i i believe it i think it is it is important and also like if you go to the zoo and you actually see orangutans you might give a shit that they don't have anywhere to live you know mm-hmm. That kind of thing. No, I, you need them for education purposes, I think, but they do have to be higher quality than they are. I mean, this guy's emailing from Morocco. Fuck knows what kind of harrowing nonsense. Oh, dude, I, I was in Morocco. I was in um, Marrakesh in the big uh, square. What do they call it? 
The um, Morocco Square. Uh, uh, the I don't know, but there's and you just kind of set up your stall. And you can sell things, or but one guy just had like a bunch of little animals that he trapped, and just he was just sort of poking them with a stick and just smiling at people, wanting them to give him money. Just huh? look at this, and just poke a badger in the eye or something. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like there's a snake, he just whack on the head, and huh? What do you think? And they'd just be crawling around on the floor around him, just like kill us. Uh, yeah, so I'm not surprised God. if you're in Morocco that you yeah. have that urge. Yeah, that's fair. Um, mm. And then the the other thing he says, which I think we've also discussed before, weirdly, is um, we should allow dueling. Yes, I'm I'm up for bringing dueling back if both you, parties consent and both are of sound mind. I think that is fair enough. And they do it in some safe area. As a child, I found it so frustrating that fighting was illegal. Yeah, like people wanted to settle something with a fight, and I don't think I was that violent a child. I thought, what, what? If you've both agreed, what business is it of anyone else's? We're not hurting anyone else. What, what? That's very, yeah. What business is it of this of the nanny state? Ugh, trying to get away. <laughs> Pull out um, Friend of the podcast, Chris Betts. Christopher Betts. Great joke about fighting. Yeah. He says fighting for him is like physics. He doesn't understand it, but he does respect its ability to solve problems. <laughs> that's good. Great line. Um, uh, we had a lovely email from B, uh, who says uh, that she was an she's an Edinburgh based. I think it's a she. I don't know if it is to be I, honest. I spell B. B is in Buzz Buzz. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, uh, they are an Edinburgh based uh, pod bud, and just wanted to say they enjoyed uh, your imitation of uh, Scotland music. Uh, Free yeah. No, perfect. She says. They say. He. Everyone. Uh, and can also 100% relate to the Nightmare of the Fringe because they are a stage manager and and also the hot, muggy fog that Edinburgh has where it's like foggy Oof, and yeah. hot as well. Uh, and they say they uh, love my show and we're trying to get... Uh, we're about to see your t your show, Phil, and when they picked up their tickets, the lady on the box office congratulated her for managing to get some. Wow. How about that? You've got box office cred, literally. <laughs> wow. Well... Um, that, yeah, I should have got a bigger room. I'm sorry. No, now you could be a Johnny sellout. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so well, this it isn't little Johnny sellout. Hmm? Well, if it isn't Johnny sellout and the no tickets gang, <laughs> that's a fun thing to do. I and do it to sidekick Mr. Standing Room only. I do, yeah, I do it to Glenn when I see him. Mm-hmm in whatever the context is yeah. like if i walked into the room and he was having a cup of tea well if it isn't cup of tea johnson and the hot drinks gang <laughs> just a fun. bit of just a bit of fun that is fun I um that. ellie gets in touch ellie ellie not so smelly well and well yes. hold your horses <laughs> well she might be <laughs> oh. she's listening to this podcast yeah smelly this fans podcast, famously smelly fans we have <laughs> um oh, hang on this say say something hello yeah you're a bit quiet hang on sorry sorry pod buds phil's been a little quiet up till now i'll make a note of that i'm once. just shy <laughs> okay uh Better? yes okay ellie gets in touch Ellie Ellie will be smelly. Dear number wang and number twos. Nice. Very I mean, yours nice. doesn't really... Makes me a poo. Okay. I guess. 
I'll skip the formalities as this is going to be a long one. Okay. That's what I... That's, that's what... That's what <laughs> you say to the toilet attendant. Look, sir, I'm going to skip the formalities. We're going to be in here for quite some time. Ellie's really going to coil this one out. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm, it's, it's going to be a long one. But feel free to insert any compliments you wish I'd written here. Um... Nice socks. Nice. So those are nice socks. Thank you. Uh, I would like. Um, um, oh, uh, good. Nice calves. Yeah, Pierre's got his legs out. Sure do. The lads. Couple of pins. Uh, it has been difficult deciding which of my top three poo stories to share with you, but I finally chosen. It's always hard picking a favorite. Like yes. Picking a favorite child. It's not going to be the time I pooed myself 20 minutes away from my house and had to walk home with a turd the size of a battered jumbo sausage in my wow, pants. Wow, lovely imagery. Vivid. <laughs> Vivid. Um, it's not going to be that. Nor will it be my 30th birthday when I spent an hour washing myself in a cubicle toilet after a serious disagreement with Perry Cider. Ooh, what is this about booze <laughs> making people shit themselves? I think it's is a cider thing. I remember someone once telling me they saw a documentary about some pub full of these old guys where all they drank was cider. Oh. And they'd all just accepted that at some point, 10 it, pints of cider in, they were just going to shart themselves. Well, that makes sense because I hate cider, so I never drink it. It's so it's too sweet. It's uh, too it's much. It just, it's either sweet or like acidic. It, it tastes like the acid that comes up when you're like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, like you vo it's like vomiting kind of taste. Yeah, I, like it. so I love a perry, though. A pear cider, absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah, they but, are good. But hard to find. Uh, no, no. The chosen story is one I'm actually proud of. Okay. My bowels, as you can probably guess, can be a little unpredictable. Sure thing, Ted Pants, I can guess that. Ted Pants. <laughs> Ted Pants. But as long as my routine and meals are regimented, they are mostly play ball. <laughs> That's very funny. A few years ago, I had to attend an early morning meeting in Swindon. That's what I call it, too. Uh -huh. um, I had to attend an early morning meeting in Swindon, an hour and a half drive away from where I live. It meant leaving home before breakfast and before my morning deposit. Ooh. I took a hot cross bun for the journey, and at precisely 8am, my bum clock started ticking <laughs> just as I was entering the town centre. I parked up, rushed down the six flights of stairs from the Longstay car park, and started searching desperately for a public <laughs> toilet, which, of course, I couldn't find. I got to the stage where walking became impossible. Oh, boy. Wow. I had to stand still, clenching, and concentrate on my breathing. I think I've been there, especially as a kid, all the time. I really? Hated, I hated going to the toilet when I was a kid. I hate... Because I just love playing so much. If a boot came, I was like, no, I'm not going to stop playing. <laughs> no, it will not win. I just stand there, just keeping it... Just sweating. Just popping veins. Just... And then once it, I felt that like I had defeated it, I'd... Yeah, that's right. I continue playing, and then I just eventually poo my pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because you were like, any distraction from this fun yeah. is unacceptable. Yeah, pretty much. And cannot be embraced. <laughs> yeah, I felt like pooing was a sort of infringement from the adult world. <laughs> this reminder. This, Only grown-ups shit. This rude reminder that life isn't all about fun, and that yeah. you have responsibilities. <laughs> 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 and then at some point this is simply will have to happen yeah yeah anything obligatory really rankles when you're a kid I mean, I, it's like Peter Pan you know refusing to grow up but just holding in this I'd love it if the, the legend of Peter Pan was Peter the boy Pan. who never shat and he was this hideous <laughs> bloated stinky <Yeah>. Wendy <laughs> come to Neverland you never have to do shit <laughs> um, anyway Concentrating on their breathing, they were saying. 
After previous catastrophes, I decided I'd rather mess myself in my car than in public. So they've got a preference now. Right, okay. So I, mean, I turned around. a bad place when you've already, this is already something you've decided. You've, you've got a policy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I turned around and started the long climb back up to where I'd parked. Six no. flights of stairs. Wow. What a decision to come to. One step at a time, not daring to bend my knees, oh, lest it part my cheeks. Wow. And encourage the unwanted evacuation. So they're wow. having to walk up the stairs with straight legs. <laughs> like a mannequin. Yeah, like someone... In two leg casts. Like a little Lego woman. <laughs> um, incredibly, I made it back. My head started to fill with hope and possibility. If I could devise a makeshift toilet in my car, oh my the day could be saved. But nothing. No carrier bags. No Tupperware. Ugh, fresh poops. Just as I was about to admit defeat, I remembered that I'd put my hot cross bun in a sandwich bag which I finally found under the passenger seat. It was tiny, but it could work. Lovely little Chekhov's bun there, I have to say. Oh, 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 Philip. Thank you. Chekhov's bun. It's not all pee and poo. Listeners, this is free. <laughs> Chekhov's bun, baby. Yeah. Really good, really good structure work there. Is, nice. this, is this still B? Mm. Is B, yeah, yeah. Really no, this is Ellie. No, no, no. B was I, just saying a nice thing. Okay, this, this is, is Ellie. Ellie. Sorry. Oh, this is Smelly Ellie, of course. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yes, great work there with the Chekhov's bun, Ellie. So, the sandwich bag was tiny, but it could work. I climbed into the back seat of my car, undressed fully below the waist <laughs> to minimize the chance of smearing shit on the only clothes I had with me, and squatted, <laughs> forming a seal between my ass and the rim of the flimsy <laughs> bag with my hands. It was the most satisfying poo of my life. Wow. It almost filled the bag. <laughs> I was about to say, like, how many mils is this thing? <laughs> it almost filled the bag, but I managed to tie it up and then wiped myself with a chamois leather. What is that? Like the little the wipes for leather in your car, chamois. No. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to wipe myself with a chamois leather, which I would highly recommend, and got dressed. I walked back into town trying to disguise the slippery poo slug I was carrying until I found a bin and made it to my meeting on time. Oh, wow. <laughs> on returning to my car that afternoon, I discovered that the guy I'd sat next to all day had parked next to me. If he'd arrived only minutes earlier, he'd have been greeted by his half-naked work colleague shitting in the backseat of their car. But on that day, the bum-bum go gods were smiling on me. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Ellie. Great story, Ellie. My word. Really, really great. I wonder what that does to your meeting confidence. Yeah, do you walk in like... Bow, tick, tick, kick, yeah, because like, either you come in really ashamed or on top of the fucking world. You, you have gotten away with... Like you, you, you come in and you're so... And like, if they found out later, it would be like when someone finds out that you'd just successfully murdered someone. Like, yeah, he came in and normally they're quite shy, but they were... She walks away like Kaiser Soze. Like her limp goes away because she shat herself. <laughs> Someone drops a mug with poo written on it and smashes on the floor. Sure. Uh, that uh, pooing into a little bag that you have to hold, hold around your bum hole. That's how um, I remember reading about um, if you're like an SAS sniper team mm. or any sniper team in like deep in the enemy territory or whatever, you're hidden in the woods. One of you has to keep watching the target through the sniper rifle while the other person holds the bag and you go for a shit. Really? Yeah, because they, wow. they don't even leave shits behind. Really? And yeah. they take it with them? Yeah, they have to put it in their bag. 
Wow. And carry the poop all the way home. Incredible. So there's literally no sign that they were ever there. Oh, hold your nose, boys. The snipers are coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's hope that doesn't burst in your bag. That's why they have to be so far away from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they have to keep... You stay over there. Put a telescope on your gun. That's why, that's why it's accuracy on the other end as well. One shot. <laughs> if you miss, you're in the shit. Matilda gets in touch. Matilda, Matilda. And she boasts that she has been enjoying the podcast since day one. Wow. Um, which is very nice. Uh, thank you very much. And it says some other nice things. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, she says, in her daily life, uh, the one that pleases her mother, she is a boring project manager. In her sultry nightlife, she is a writer. Oh. And as a writer, you occasionally get invited to events, readings, and other happenings. That's very cool. I wish I got invited to a happening. Yes. Everywhere I go, whenever I turn up somewhere, it, it ceases to happen. <laughs> yeah, everyone stops. Yeah, it's like mannequins. Um, so, uh, she basi- basically, she had the good fortune to be invited to a storytelling event that had some improvers and some stand-uppers. Uh, but now this is a confession. She says, now I'm many things, but I'm not funny. Still, my pride got the best of me. I could not bear the thought of standing up in a room full of strangers and just reading some depressing poetry about death or whatever, only to be followed by some brilliant improv sketch that had the entire room roiling with laughter. So I did something I'm not proud of. I stole your okay thank you. Oh. I think she just means... I, I, she attached the story. I won't read it, Matilda. Uh, 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 because I, d- I did read it, but we don't have time necessarily. But um, I think she just means she took the idea of someone saying, okay, thank you. Oh, right. Well, that's yeah, fine. That's fine. But she says, I regret nothing. <laughs> You're, okay, thank you. Provided me with two-thirds of the glorious laughs I got that night. Uh, or the laughs I got that night. It was glorious. I'm a changed woman. I'm a queen. I wow. can see why you do this. It yeah, is addictive. It is addictive, man. Anyway, I'm short of material. Please give me more catchphrases. Okay, thank you. But I mean, I think it's very impressive for you to just take the phrase, okay, thank you, and spin it out into Into something and use set. it. That's the first step of being funny from your own uh, dome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to know what the bit was now. I'd like to know what the story was. I can forward you the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she attached it. Okay. Oh, she attached it. Um, let's see. That's good, though. Well done on your first gig. Your first gig. Your first stand-up gig. Now you're trapped. You're trapped forever. <laughs> you're sick in the head. <laughs> Until you're dead. <laughs> After your first good gig. You're sick in the head because you got some laughs. It's better than heroin or even spaffs. It's the funnest thing to do apart from poo your pants. Apart from pooing your pants. Mm -hmm. It's the funnest thing to do. Apart from that. Apart from pooing your pants. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, One second. I'm sleepy, 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 sleepy. Some Always sleepy. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, uh, some of you will remember that we had talked about the murky, the murky art world. The murky art world. And like how you value art. Oh yes, and that and it's all sort of non. Uh, well, if it, well, if it was a scam or not. Yes. So. Um, Poppy gets in touch. 
Poppy. I think Poppy's been in touch before, and the, the subject of the email is the art world, and it's dirty boys and girls. Oh, a little the church of little dirty boys and dirty little girls. <laughs> Thank you, Poppy. Evening, pod butlers. Nice. Mm. We do serve you piping hot shits on a silver plate. <laughs> I heard your plea for an expose on the murky dealings of the art world in the last episode, yes, and I please. felt that I could deliver. I worked in a famous auction house, which shall remain nameless, for many years as a classic car specialist. Oh. Very cool. Very interesting. But I had dealings with the art teams, too. Sure. One must. One must. It was, and this is how I can tell that that, that Poppy is a person of fine breeding. It was an hilarious and fascinating place. Very good. To work, because it is filled with people who have made their own super niche obsession with their actual job. We had coin specialists, numismatists, modern Mm. feminist African art specialists, ancient... New, ancient instrument Nubianists maybe ancient instrument specialists silver cutlery specialists and everything in between uh, I worked with a guy who exclusively specialized in 18th century clocks and he was the most captivating he was the most captivating person ever wow but dear lord are there some shady dealings in the auction world yes 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 you heard tell it here him, first tell listener him. tell him tell him to us we're gonna be this is like journalism now yeah yeah she's a hot scoop it isn't usually the artists themselves who push the prices of their work up, but shitty gallery owners who recognize early talent, buy up pieces way too cheaply from the young and naive emerging mm. artists, mm. and then flog them on at public auction or in their own shop at a hugely inflated price. And people just accept that. That's why I don't understand. People just accept that that's what that word. That's, I think that's in, what that is worth now. I think in people's imagination, they can't imagine the idea of contacting the artist and saying... They they, wor- they would worry about offending them, saying, can I just pay you more than you'd get as, as a cut, mm. but less than this price? Yeah. Which, to be fair, is probably quite a scary thing to do. But I have a, uh, I have a friend who's a fairly well-known visual artist, and he was fine with the idea. I guess it was because we knew each other, but he was fine with the idea of me just like making him an offer on stuff that was still just in his shed. Mm. He's like, yeah, fine, whatever. So... Yeah, maybe try and go straight to the source. It's all these middle, these middle people, Phil. Middlemen skimming the cream off for them and their grubby little fat children <laughs> to sup, to sup and slurp yeah. on the cream. The wanky gallery owners tend to get together ahead of a big auction to work out who will quote bid high on each piece, in order it's to very cutting up the pieces, yeah. slicing it. Sharing it between them, the cream. In order to very publicly establish the value of new pieces and generally posit themselves as hype men for emerging artists. They then team up with, quote, art consultants who are employed by loaded people to decorate their offices and homes and splash these new works about the pre- about under the pretense they've just uncovered a hot new talent that will, quote, only go up in value. Mm. The artist may do well for a bit on the back of this fame and public recognition, but the consultants and gallery owners will very quickly declaim the artist as passé. <laughs> and as soon as the artists start to ask, ask for fair prices, the shitty buyers and consultants will move on to another unassuming newbie and exploit them too. It is so shitty and frustrating, the contemporary art market is a hellscape at the moment. Yeesh. Yeesh. Yeah, we think we have a rough time. Yeah, at least at least jokes, like, can't re re package them and no, you can't, you get can't, more you laughs. Can't be bought and sold at a different price. Most people I mean, in the auction world are just passionate people who love their chosen subject, but there are some utter dicks too who love exploiting people. If you feel this is unjust, I have a fun way for you and your listeners to take some lovely sort of revenge. Every auction house in London has open viewings a day before the auctions. 
They're free to view, and they always have a shitload of free champagne and canapes yes, in the evening. Yes, they do. I have a friend who works at an auction oh, house, and uh, anyone can pitch up. Yeah, is that right? Is that true? Yeah. Anyone? Anyone. Just check out the auction listings on the website and figure it out. Drink the free champagne and hemorrhage the volavant supply. It's the least you can do. My word. It's quite it's fun stuff. Wander about, sp- splash Wait, some. Champagne on a Van Gogh. <laughs> Say it offended you, and that's why you did it. And now you're the artist. I went to a very sort of uh, sexy um, sale opening on Valentine's Day, and um, you just got un- we wore like little eyes wide shut masks, and yeah, you got free champagne, and you just wander around this this collection of like they were like I swear they're like Monets and stuff, completely unguarded. And you could just stand on, you can just go swill your champagne right next to it. And you look at the price and it's like 350,000 pounds. Jesus. And you just. Oh no, I've already ah! lost a bet! Yes! Ah, no! I thought they were. Ah! Victory is mine. Oh no. I can burp for a thousand years. Uh, listener, this was a bet that we set up last week. Well, it, it hasn't listening. even taken a week. But it hasn't taken a week because we recorded this on the it same took, day. It took so an hour. I've already <laughs> lost the bet because I made a gross... Uh. I will let you off that because it was in the vein of telling a, a story. Okay. Well, so the game's still afoot? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's... Because like when you're doing it deliberately, it's, it's, it's I think, less bad. Right. Yes. Okay. Like if I burped with malice aforethought. Okay. What would be the technical term for them? What's happened? Um, um, ooh. Uh, well, it's, like, it's like in tennis where you, you, you miss your first serve. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I don't know uh, what you call that. The umpire is... I don't know we'll allow it. The umpire will allow holding it. up a finger. I don't know what it is. And then, and then Poppy says, uh, keep chugging it, Scottish for wanking, she says. Oh, okay. Thanks, Poppy. Fair enough. Fair Sloppy enough. Sloppy Poppy. Old sloppy poppy there, trying to... That's gross. What a gross thing to say. Sloppy poppy. Uh, getting in touch with a, a fucking... Ex, an expose, Philip. Yeah, exciting stuff. If um, more listeners could please send in the dark secrets of their industries, we'd be much obliged. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, we have a lovely message from Martha. Martha, Martha, what are you after? Nice. Hello, P. Nuts, mm-hmm. she says. 
Buzz I don't think we've had that. Peanuts, yeah. Peanuts? I was late to the Bud Pod party. I think you were already celebrating the heady heights of 18 by the time I was first learning the Louis scale. <laughs> Side note. Gotta practice your Louis scales yeah. at home, remember? Yeah. Louis, 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 <laughs> kind of thing. Side note. My son is called Louis, so I'm going to say his arrival on this planet was a full 10 on the Louis scale from me. Yes. Yes. Side side note, Kinabalu was the last gig I saw before Louis was born, and I laughed so hard I still wonder to this day if that's why he came out early. <laughs> oh, that's nice, thank you. So, uh, for the, un- for the uh, uninformed listener, Kinabalu is the name of my previous show to the one I'm currently doing. Yes, and that's why they call Phil the, uh, the gynecologist's nightmare. Yes. And the midwife's help. <laughs> uh, I, there's an ad for my shows on, on, on the internet that says, gynecologists hate him. <laughs> How Learn. one this one weird joke, <laughs> this one weird joke gave birth to a baby in minutes. In minutes, gynecologists hate him. <laughs> it's hate. really dangerous for the baby. It's so unsafe and unregulated. They hate. They're him. not fully formed yet. They're professional. He's not. Who do you side with? Uh, but now she's nearly caught up. Anyway, as another Martha, I can confirm that I can cook. I think this is from. Halfway through the fringe. Was there a Martha that could cook? No, I remember, I remember we were saying the, the name Martha says to us, like quite a sort of old-fashioned ah, woman. Yes. She's she's strict, but she's nice. It's also the name cook. of both Superman and Batman's mothers. Yes, which is the only reason they didn't kill each other in that absolutely dog shit film. Terrible movie. Absolutely no So bad. As another Martha, I can confirm that I can cook and on time is late in my book. On time is late on my book, so she like Martha remember we were it. saying. I remember this now. Martha's like on on time is late. Five minutes early is oh, on time for I Martha. See, I see, I see. Yeah. Sorry, Martha. You know us better than we know ourselves. And I said Martha's don't have FOMO, but she said you're wrong about FOMO. Martha's definitely have FOMO. Indeed, what else could it possibly be driving me to share this particular story other than wanting to join in with the buds? I think it will appeal because it has an awkward social interaction and quite a lot of shit. Yeah, that sounds like our oh poopy poops day rigueur for us. Mm-hmm. About 10 years ago, I was traveling around the Balkans with a friend. Pretty cool. That is very cool. And while in Serbia, we frequented a restaurant that did not sit right in the old digestive tract. I'll be honest, when I'm imagining what people eat in Serbia, in a Serbian restaurant, I'm imagining a lot of like lamb, a lot of meat. A lot of meat and like... Sausages um, and meatballs and lamb. Very shiny cherry tomatoes for some reason. Yes, yes. And a, and a vegetable that you've heard of, but not for years. And like a okra heart and a root vegetable that's cut into a sort of flower shape. Yes, uh, yeah, 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 and uh, just loads of mashed potato. Also, doesn't frequented mean that she went more than once? I think it must. Oh, anyway, maybe she did. Anyway, the next morning was a lovely walk, punctuated by a toilet stop at every possible opportunity. <laughs> we were just uh, alternating, turning ourselves inside out, as whatever evil had been planted the night before was expelled. Uh, my final stop was a lovely public facility near a castle at the top of a hill. Lally. After spending an embarrassing amount of time in the loo, I was done. A shadow of my former self. <laughs> I washed my hands and got ready to leave. This is when I realized that a toilet attendant had been sitting there for the whole time. Oh, waiting to clean it. Well, no, like the attendants, like in nightclubs. Oh, bleh, yeah. Had been sitting there the entire time, subjected to noises and smells probably best left to a Farrelly Brothers film. This is this is my authoritarian thought. Mm. Those jobs should be illegal. Yes, I don't understand. the most. Oh, what, it's just so demeaning. I don't understand how those jobs exist. 
yeah. Anyway, but that's a different matter. Um, so she she realizes with horror this person, this lady, has been outside there the whole time. Uh, she was cutting up and eating watermelon on a little table. She was happily eating in, in the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She simply smiled and offered me a slice. <laughs> what I wanted to do was take that fruit and hurl it into the Danube. But instead I took it and said, oh, thank you, bye. Which she may or may not have understood. I promptly dropped the poo melon as soon as I was out of sight. <laughs> uh, most uncool cool thing, paying for things using your watch. I think that's fair. Yes, that is very, very lame. And there's no way to do it that doesn't look like, look at me, I'm I've... James Bond. <laughs> there's money in my timepiece. <laughs> my, there's money in my wrist. I have a wrist of gold. Sorry, is it future o'clock already? <laughs> um, I've been recommending Blood Pot to everyone I know. Thank you very much, Martha. Thank you for not being totally binbags. Thank you. Thank very you, nice. Martha. Must appreciate. Spreading the word, Martha. Spreading the poo. Spreading, spreading the, the Watermelon. The most porous of fruits to, to <laughs> bring into a bathroom. The, the most stench vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh my word I, mean, I guess it must be fine if this lady's alright is she alright maybe that's why she's in the toilet she just needs shit all the time <laughs> she has poo brain yeah oh. maybe that's her fetish she doesn't work there she said if only I had a toilet I could eat watermelon in <laughs> ah I have a scheme I'll just sort of vaguely dress as a is there a uniform there isn't really is there for toilet, toilet attendants. Um, black shirt and black trousers. Yeah, yeah. God, it's such a dreadful... It's such a demeaning job to... My only experience of them in the in London is just sort of Nigerian guys in black shirts and black trousers. Yeah, offering you so, like perfume with some really gross rhyme about how if you don't smell nice, you won't get any sex. Yes, what is that? No... no God, I used to know these. No Armani, no Punani. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. Oh, Where do they? God, what? What? What night school do they go to to learn these poems? Or they pass down from generation to generation? It's an oral tradition. <laughs> <laughs> They're like shamans, really. <laughs> um. And then uh, they hand you a napkin, and he's like, do I, do I have to tip for a napkin? I was just going to... I was going to dry my hands anyway. I was just going to wipe them on my jeans. Uh, Lucy gets in touch with a, a small confession. Dear Fovelli, uh, regarding horribly Americanized wooing at comedy. Yeah. And in particular, at the Fringe. A scourge. Uh, Lucy says, I was at the Fringe with my family. Uh, a uh, it'll be a while ago now. Saw Phil's gig, which was awesome. Oh, great. And at one of the other shows we went to, she thinks it was Harriet Brain, who was amazing, but she can't be sure, because it all melts into one after a while. It does. I'm ashamed to say I made an inappropriate woo. Unbelievable. A confession. I did an American woo at something that had nothing to do with me. <laughs> that is a very American woo. And the subject at which I wooed was dying during childbirth. <laughs> I am not from there. I have never died during childbirth, but I apparently felt that that deserved a woo. I'm sorry on behalf of all the terrible wooers, and I don't envy you. The fringe seems intense and stressful. Jacking it always, Lucy. Well, my child, you have sinned. Uh, three, <laughs> yeah. ro three rosemaries, three Hail Marys, 
and um, five okay thank yous. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think if you end up with fringe brain, though, I think that's. I think an exception can be made. Um, yes, I think that's fair. And and to and to so quickly recognize that you did a bad woo. Yeah. What's important is that you've you've you've, you've demonstrated um, this repentance. Is, this podcast is in favor of poos, not woos. Yes. Make poos, not woos. Wait, make poos, not woos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and if you drink booze, you'll make poos, it turns out, apparently. It turns out. Too, many, too much booze ends up with booze. Yeah, and there'll be no woos. That's like a moment on the lips forever on the hips. Yeah. A lot of booze. A lot <laughs> of poos. A lot of poos. <laughs> uh, John gets in touch. John, John, where have you gone? Uh, and says, chaps, long time pod bud, first time emailer. Welcome. I have a confession to make. I have abandoned my surname. A lot of confessions. You've abandoned... His surname. surname. Yes, it's true. I no longer use it. Why, you ask? Why? I'll tell you for why. My surname is Dick. Wow. Dick. D-I-C-K, it's Dick. That's what he's written. Right, like he's a detective. Yeah. Now, I assume John Phil Dick. has a... Huh? John Dick. John Dick. That's a, I think that's a pretty sick name, actually. Especially if you say John is short for Johnson. <laughs> Johnson Dick. <laughs> Now, I assume Phil has a similar bout of name shame, or perhaps not. Maybe his upbringing was more forgiving than 1980s Dundee. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't mean, Wang doesn't mean penis in Malaysia. No, it's only here. It's only here. And even then, it's quite like... It's quite recent and Americanized. Yeah, yeah. It's not all that prevalent, really. Yeah. Like, people only know it when they're told it. And they go, oh, yeah. Yeah, and like, in America, it's immediately. But here, it's like, here, it would have to be, your name would have to be Phil Todger. <laughs> or something like that. Um, anyway... Fearing the register at school, he says. Mm. Fearing booking a taxi. Mm. Basically, fearing anyone finding out, ever. Dick! Good lord. Dick. The <laughs> indescribable tummy knot that comes with waiting to hear your own name spoken aloud. Awful business. Does, anyway. Does it, do, do you never get used to it, then? Does no, it apparently not? not. I mean, I, I never get used to the... Well, well, no, I guess I am used to it, but I never, I, I'm never not expecting someone to fuck up my name. Yeah. But that's different, though. This is... He's, he's scared people are going to get it right. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I eventually ditched it and used my middle name as my nom de guerre. Okay. My brother has even gone as far as Deedpole. Wow. However, this change was not before I had one shining chance to own it. To own Dick. <laughs> to be Dick. I used to work at a primary school. For context, once a small child... Mr. Dick. I mean, they're not letting <laughs> you get away with that, are they? Good morning, Mr. Dick. Good morning, oh. everyone. Say, my name's... Dick, what profession shall I go into? One involving <laughs> children. Well, there's that South Park character called Mrs. Chokes on Dick. <laughs> and it's, she says it's Polish or something. <laughs> but then the, the, the joke is that the kids never realize the potential of it. Right. And going, sure thing, Mrs. Chokes on rocks. And everyone laughs. <laughs> That's not my name. <laughs> Mr. Dick. I used to work at a primary school, he says. For context, once a small child who really should have been taught how to wipe its ass by his parents called out to me, will you clean my bum? No, I replied. I'll go one better. I'll tell you how to do it yourself. Pleased with my ruse, I continued. Take the toilet paper, fold it over, and wipe. If it's brown, there's still work to do. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yes, he's not wrong. If it's clean, you're all good to go. I sometimes wonder if I should have told him to stop if the paper turns red, but hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> anyway, to the point. I had a colleague whose surname was Cox. And one of the kids we had charge of was a young lad with the surname Wang. 
Fantastic. We do get everywhere. One, me- one memorable, glorious day. The child's father came to pick him up. I knew he was with Mr. Cox, and I had the walkie-talkie. Cue my greatest moment on Crackly Radio. Mr. Cox, this is Mr. Dick. I'm looking for Mr. Wang. <laughs> Fantastic. He says, ah, he says, ah, salad days indeed. <laughs> salad days? Yeah, like, like uh, salad days is like uh, glory days. Your old days. Wow, I've never days. heard of that. Salad days indeed. In my salad days, in my youth. I have no never, idea why it's called that. I've never heard of that. that. Salad days. Wow. Because it's fresh, crispy. Well, that that's a great story, John. Um, the stars aligned there, and I, I hope you understand that it was worth it. And they they aligned Obviously. in the shape of a dick. <laughs> really obscene. What would, what do you think? Um, what do you think would happen uh, uh, sociologically if there was uh, there was a cluster of stars that was just like a drawing of a, a schoolboy's dick. dick and balls, but no one could ever like adults through history had to be like that's the um, grain silo and two hills, or would it? Add to the male domination of, like of, people, the, of the de- of deities. Would they w- point up and say, see? Yeah. We're the, in the sky. Yeah, we should be in charge. There's no vagina constellation. There's no oh, vagina yeah. major. We're literally, our dick and balls is written in the stars. Yeah. The big, the big dicker. <laughs> the big dangler. Well, there's the big dangler. <laughs> that must be north. The thing is, I'm sure you can, like... The constellations are so Vague. tenuous. I, anyway, I'm sure there's a dick and balls in there if you if you look for it. If you want to see a dick and balls in the stars, you can. Yeah. My name is Lynn Manuel Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lynn. That's really so uh, inspiring. Um, I read I read a thing about how because you know like stars uh, can die. Mm. I read a thing about how if you if you loads of the stars that used to make up more of the constellations have died or faded. Yeah. And someone, some scientist did something which meant, like, this is how the sky would have looked to the ancient Greeks when they picked the names. Oh. And it does look a lot more like it. Right, in, in, right, In right. the case of some of them. Interesting. Um, Has enough time passed, really, for any significant change in the firmament? 3,000 years? Ancient Greece? 4,000 years ago? But that's like nothing to a star, isn't it? Well, unless it's about to die. I know... I know. Stars stars die every day, Phil. They do, and most of them are dead. Most of the ones we look at, well, not most, but a lot of the ones we look at now are dead and have been dead for ages. Spooky. Another email, and it's a it's a poopy one from Z. Z- We've got a B and a Z. A B and a Z. Wow. Uh, hey, buds, big fan of the podcast. We're BZ. Busy. We're busy with these emails. We're so busy with these easies. Easies. Uh, I wanted to share something which happened to me when I couldn't, which I couldn't help a few years back. I was working as an IT technician in a steelworks. Wow. The Perhaps most in Port Talbot. That's <laughs> the only steelworks I know of. The most and least manly jobs. Yes. Well, it's sort of new manly and old manly. IT technician in the steelworks is that is this now we've got a the the least the least most manly thing and the most <laughs> least manly thing. I was an IT technician, but it wasn't a steelworks. Ah. Yeah, the most manly, the most precious manly thing, and the most manly precious thing. Yes, that's interesting. That's an interesting category. Uh, I was on call out in a foundry in the foundry when I suddenly needed to poo. So I went to the nearest toilet, did the business, and to my horror, there was no toilet paper left. We've all been there. Yeah. In a panic, I looked around the room looking for more, and I couldn't find any. 
The next toilet was too far. I found a rubber glove in the cleaner's drawer. Oh, no. And I thought, this is happening. I cleaned as much as I could, and in a rush, I tried to flush it. it the glove? Mm. Oh, God, no. Rinse the glove in the bowl? Just throw it in the bin. Yes. Hindsight. You certainly can't flush it. Oh, it God. blocked the toilet. Yeah. And I'm not surprised. I rushed away. That oh. toilet was out of order until I left that job. No. And I couldn't help but feeling proud. Keep injecting Z. I... I hate I hate to see it in the modern game, Z. <laughs> I hate to see it in the modern game. You hate to see it in the modern game, but people will rubber glove their bumhole clean and then block a loo. Oh, that's in a steel foundry. It makes me properly angry when a loo gets blocked. I I'm always fascinated to know how because by gloves. Yes, but do you know what? I have a curious my morality with it is if you've blocked it with sheer poo alone, I take my hat off to you. But, but if not... you've done it with baby wipes and things that are the little creepy sign says don't put in yeah. the toilet, then uh, an umbrella or whatever, no respect at all. But, I mean, I don't think you can block a toilet with just poo, because poo will break up, it disintegrates. No, I, no I, people have blocked it with poops. Really? Yeah. But remember, like, like, especially, like, you know, in like countries like Greece, where you literally can't flush the toilet paper? Oh, yeah. Well, that's because the pipes are too narrow for loo roll. We know people who do gargantuan dumps. They'll block it with one of those. God, it's a horrible, terrible world out there, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, James uh, uh, says, Dear Pill and Fear, uh, wants to know, Phil, what was the funky music in the prelude and postlude of your Edinburgh show? Ah! Um, they, it- say, they say, I tried to secretly shazam it on the way out, but I ended up taking a photo of my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> it is by a... Um, Vietnamese French uh, music maker called Onra O N R A, and he he's got a bunch of albums called uh, Chino series one two three maybe I think there's three Chino series one two and three and they're just albums of these sort of dubbed over uh, old East Asian uh, songs and stuff uh, they're really cool and uh, I find them the perfect uh, appetizer to my hour of uh, Asianness fusion jokes and yeah yeah because I'm a fusion guy as well yeah um, uh, another thing James any thoughts on doing a bud pod live yes Bre- and break it to him Phil break it to him I refuse to do a live podcast I don't like live podcasts and I'm 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 opening it up to you guys if you love a live podcast I'm up for hearing the arguments for it but I when I'm if I'm a fan of a podcast and it gets to a live episode I'm always at least a bit and usually quite disappointed I I find podcasts very intimate. I don't want to share them with other uh, people in I public. Yeah, I don't like I don't like hearing that something funny has happened in the room that everyone can see that I can't. Yes, that's I, true. It, if someone it's pulls an a exclusive face, exclusive experience. I don't like it. Yeah. And so I have a no live podcast policy, which frustrates Pierre and might frustrate some <laughs> others. But I, I I have to stand by it. We all we all have to have our beliefs and our values and hold on to them and i don't have many but this is one yes phil is very against the live pod listeners so unless he has a damascene conversion <laughs> uh if, if maybe if maybe if i don't know is there a way they can convince you is there some challenge you could set them some herculean 12 tasks of of wang Yulis? um well i mean it would just have to be like by overwhelming public demand yeah but i don't know how you gauge that really protests yeah protests outside a hong kong level protests outside my flat 
would 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 probably sway me. Yes, uh, I think I think you're a man who listens to the people. Y- yes, unless those people are part of a live podcast recording, then I do not listen. I turn it off, and I put on some music on Spotify. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, uh, Ross gets in touch. Ross the boss. Um, Russ is the guy who uh, talked on Twitter about his daughter being indoctrinated into the bum bum life. Oh, yes. Um, so, uh, dearest Pierre and Phil, I was recently strolling around my neighborhood here in Korea. Cool. Very cool. And I noticed uh, a very interesting clothes shop called Bai Dong. <laughs> so it's Bai, B-Y, yeah. and then D-Dong. Love to see it in the modern game. I'm going to so I'm gonna guess that's pronounced D-Dong. Sounds yeah, I can't even Dedong. Dedong. By Dedong. Yeah. Uh he says Dedong just means poo. What? So it would be like calling a shop by Jobby or by Poo. <laughs> Perhaps this is a future Bud Pod merchandise shop. <laughs> poo is regarded as lucky and cute here. Wow. So fascinating dr- how the the different roles Poo has uh, across cultures and it's fascinating. I think it speaks very much to the human condition itself. And um, it's about what um, brings us together and also what separates us. Poo. Very good. I'm going on a journey. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil. Come with me on my pooey journey. Uh, <laughs> my poo, poo is regarded as lucky and cute here, so dreaming of poo is supposed to bring good luck. One of the most popular Korean kitty books is also about a small dog poo trying to find its place in the world. Wow. I I w- get, I th- it, this must be the, where the poo emoji is from, right? Yes. It's a smiling poo. How does Pooh feel in... Oh, my God. He's attached a picture of the book, listeners. A, co- a picture the of the book cover. Book. Yeah, and there's, there's like a steaming dog shit coming out of a see. cartoon dog's ass. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're not messing about. I'm going to put that on on Instagram on the Please. day. Please. It's actually quite beautiful. This. It's quite romantic, the steaming it's, turd. Um, it's the, the style is actually quite um, Frank uh, Miller. It is a bit. Very nostalgic dog shit there. And here's a picture of the shop by Dadong. Yeah, I'll put that up as well. Oh my word! How strange! By by poo, by poo. Um, how very odd. He uh, he says I was upset to hear about your mediocre bibimbap experience. Oh, it was very bad. Um, it's, it's bibimbap. I said it before. Yeah. I've had good bibimbap. I think so. You know, it's it's it's. I'll I'll be okay. Uh, he says uh, it's pretty much the Korean equivalent of a petrol station sandwich, in my opinion. A bad one, I think. Since you hip cats live in London, I recommend you go visit. Jinjo Gai in New Malden. New Malden's far, but uh, that's where all the Koreans are, so that'll be where the Koreans He says it's a great Korean barbecue place. Yeah. Field yeah, trip? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah, could do. What's the name? I'll write it down. Uh, Jin, uh, Jingo Gai. How are we spelling this? Uh, J-I-N. Uh, give me a second. This is terribly tedious. Yes, it is. J-I-N. J-I-N. Go is in go away. Uh-huh. Uh, and Gai is in G-A-E. That was the correspondent special, and we're all we're all caught up. Thank you uh, very much to everyone who wrote in who we couldn't uh, we couldn't get to, uh, with all your lovely compliments and 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 bits of um, trivia and stories about seeing us at gigs and things like that. And thank you a bunch of people. Phil, were emailing in saying they'd seen us at the Fringe and they'd really enjoyed it. Oh great! Thank one you for one or, or both of us. Thank you very much for coming, guys. Um, we really do appreciate having friendly friendly pod buds in the crowd, um, and uh, very nice it was too. And that's it. This is 29, the correspondent special. We will see you next week. Um, big one, 30, 3-0. For the 30th. 30th. Oh, my word. We should try and do something really nice for ourselves for the 30th. Maybe a dinner party. 
Oh, a, uh, a a dinner party. A dinner party. Maybe get a couple of guests. Oh yes. Um, when yes. Anyway, we uh, we can figure out when when and how to do that later. Anyway, thank you very much, listeners. Uh, keep jacking it. Keep jacking it. Bye bye. Bye bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.